Hey friends, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Yudalif, Daf 11 of Masechta Moed Katan. Friends, today we wrap up the first parak of Moed Katan. The first part we just talk about the, you know, random things you could do on Chol um, or not. And then we get to a new parak, which is kind of interesting. Talk about, uh, you know, things that you're allowed to do as, as a mourner, as a mourner, and, um, uh, versus Cholomoid, and yeah, other kind of, yeah, very interesting things about different types of arrangements, you know, wor- working employment arrangements, and how they affect uh, whether or not you can work as a mourner. Uh, very interesting stuff. Friends, let us begin. Where are we? Ah, Givaldik. We're at the Mishnah Andaf, Yudalf, uh, Amudalf, about eight lines into the page. Says the Mishnah. Um, wait, let me just make sure that we did up until here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, says the um, Mishnah. Osin Maika legag vilamir pesis. You can make who can tell what a Maika is? A Maika is a, um, a like a fence, a fence around your uh, roof and around your mirpesa. Who can tell what a mirpesa is? Like a balcony, like a balcony from the house. So you can so you can make a fence around it on Chol Hamoid. As long as it's sort of like not a um, professional job, sort of like an amateur job. But not a professional job. If you have like an oven and I don't know, the bottom of the oven is cracked or something. So you want to kind of smooth it out. So you could do that. And you can flatten it with a roller. And with your hand and with your feet. But not with a, um, I don't know, some kind of instrument that looks like a foot or something, and you press it down on the floor and it makes things flat. So the tzir is the, um, hmm, what's it called? Like the pivot maybe of the door or something? If you can imagine like a door that had some kind of like, um, I don't know, thing. Uh, uh, imagine like a, like a, 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 a um, uh, what's that thing called that you used to like roll bread? Wow, not only can I not think of the word that I need, I can't even word of, think of the word that I don't need to help me explain the word that I need. Well, let's try to figure out the thing that I, I don't need first. What's the thing? What, what's that thing that you used to roll dough? I don't think it's called a roller. Uh, rolling pin? Is that what it's called? A rolling pin? Maybe? So imagine, I, I don't know what this has to do with anything, but... Okay, I, uh, what do you want me to tell you? Uh, what, what, what do you want me to tell you? You have a thing that sticks into the ground. What do you want me to tell you? What do you want me to tell you? I know there's a hole in the ground. There's like a door and the door has like a thing that sticks out in the bottom, goes into the hole. All right, that's about all I'm going to tell you. So Hatsira is like the thing that sticks down. The Tsinor is like the hole in the ground. Vakora and like the beam above the door. Vamanul and a lock. Vamafteach and a key. Shenizbru. And they broke on Yom Tov. On uh, so you could fix them. Alright. Just don't, you know, save it for Cholomoid. Don't be like, oh, my key is uh, broken. Oh, well, Cholomoid's coming up. I'll just do it then. No, don't do that. But if it happens to break on Cholomoid, you can fix it. Any pickled items that you can eat them on Cholomoid, so then go for it. Um, um, I imagine I, I'm not. I'm not much of a pickler. I do enjoy eating pickled foods. So I mean, if if you make kimchi and and it's um, 
not disgusting. So, no. The point is meaning, I, li- I like kimchi. Jeff Handel, my friend Jeff Handel, he's a kimchi master. Um, he, yeah, I like his fermented foods. He eats a lot of fermented foods. But uh, there are some other people that I know that make fermented foods that um, I, I'd prefer to tell them I, I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not into ferment. Fermented foods are the kind of thing that like, if it's good, it's good. But if it's not good, you want to stay away. <laughs> I'll go upon him. So, um, fine. So, 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 oh, right. So, so I was saying that um, I don't know much about fermented foods, but I, I believe that it takes time to ferment. So the question is, you know, if, if you're going to be able to, it'll be finished, it's fermenting process, and you'll still be able to chaperain uh, before the, the festival's over, so then you could do it. Uh, if you won't be able to chaperain until afterwards, so then don't do it. Okay, Zot, the Gemara, really, how do you make a fence that is a sort of amateur fence? Rav Yosef says, well, if you use um, what was it? Palm, palm, palm friends and laurel? I think that's what we said the other day. I, I don't know what laurel is. I didn't look it up. Who, what's laurel? But apparently it's something temporary. Or amateurish. You can use like rocks and things like that, but don't use like cement. That's what it means, a temporary amateur kind of uh, wall. All right. You can um, smooth out cracks at the bottom of the oven and you could, uh, um, what do we say? We could flatten them with a roller. Alright. Um, fine. So now, in fact, one second. The first thing that we said is that you're allowed to use a roller. And then you say, and you're also allowed to use your hand and your feet. Duh. Obviously, if I can use this fan- fancy implement, a roller. To, to flatten out the floor of the oven. So, I can use my hands and my feet, which are pretty sort of um, low tech. This is what the mission is saying. Um, that we can smoothen out the cracks. And you can flatten them out as if it was with a uh, roller if you're using your hands and your feet. However, but don't use this implement that. Um, that you use to kind of flatten out bottoms of ovens. So we had said in our Mishnah that the thing that goes sticks into the hole in the floor and the hole in the floor and the thing on top of the door and the lock and the key. If they broke on Cholomoyed, so you could fix it. All right. But we have a question. Ad that we said that until the days of Yochanan Kohen Gadol, they would knock with a with a hammer on Cholamoid. But after the time of Yochanan Kohen Gadol, he said no more knocking with hammers. So Kilu Ad in Mikan which means that they were only knocking with hammers um, until Yochanan Kohen Gadol. But after Yochanan Kohen Gadol, they weren't doing that anymore. So how come we're allowed to fix? These locks and things. So, lokash, it's no problem. So, it depends what the locks are made out of. If they're made out of iron, like a blacksmith, yeah, that's a problem because you're going to have to knock pretty stark and it's going to make a lot of noise and we don't want that on Cholomoid. But, if it is a lock made out of wood that takes a carpenter and it makes less noise, so then that would be acceptable.
People are going to draw the wrong conclusion here. They're going to think, oh, okay, I'm not allowed to make a lot of more, a lot of noise. I'm allowed to make a little noise. I can't if it's iron and it's like a blacksmith and it makes a lot of noise, so I can't do it. But if it's like a carpenter, which is less noise, I can do it. So Kilu, everything becomes subjective, right? A lot, a lot is not okay, but maybe you know somewhat less than that is okay. It becomes a little bit too subjective for a chizda. Elam of chizda rather no problem. That it depends if it's with a large saw or with an axe. That I guess a large saw is, uh, I think the large saw, I think we said was, was taka quieter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, where am I? Um, exactly. That if you use a, 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 a large saw, so says of Chizah, that would be acceptable because it doesn't make any noise. Meaning, whereas the difference between iron and wood is that, you know, one makes a lot of noise, one makes less noise. Here we're talking about if you use a, a large saw, it won't make any noise at all. Whereas B'chatzin, if you use an axe, it'll make, it will make noise. So, 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 and so, so when it's more objective like this, that if it doesn't make any noise at whatsoever, so then that would be acceptable. If Papa answers the question by saying, well, easy. Our Mishnah was before the Gzera of Yochanan Kohen Gadol. That, um, that, um, when the Mishnah says that you'd be allowed to fix these things in Cholmod, it was before Rabbi Yochanan Kohen Gadol said uh, not to do it anymore. But, um, Zel. So, so, but, but then after that, so then, so then they wouldn't, um, fix these things anymore. Okay, fine. Um, Ravashi Amr says Ravashi Haribudar Biosi. Oh, so Ravashi says that um, our Mishnah is Take Ribiosi. Dom Ribitzchuk Bavdimi. That says Ribitzchuk Bavdimi. Man Tana Shinu B'Moed B'Davar Ovid. Who is the Tana who says that when it comes to Cholamoid, you 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 have to specifically like do things differently. You have to make a Shinui, do things differently. Delok Ribiosi. It's not Ribiosi. The Ribiosi says that when it comes to Davar Ovid, right, something that needs to be fixed. So something needs to be taken care of. So you don't, you know, you could just do things normally. So that's like Rabiosi, and therefore our Mishnah that says that you'd be allowed to fix these things and Cholamod is Rabiosi. Our Ravina says Ravina, come on, Madlino no Idno, Kabiusa de Dasha, Bechula de Moada. Like which Tana do we um, nowadays um, 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 hang a lintel of a door on Cholamod? Come on, Rabiosi. It's a Rabiosi who says that you can do these things without requiring any sort of change in process. Uh, all right, so for our mission, which says that, that you could fix these like items, so, you know, like the, the, the lock and the door and the thing that goes into the hole and the hole of the thing that goes into it and all that stuff. That's what Biosi. Kvashen So we had said in our Mishnah that um, fermented pickled items, like my friend Jeff Handel, that um, you... Um, so if you can... Um, um, pickle them before the end of Cholamoid, so then Gesundte hate. But if not, then uh, not. Badisa Levoy Kavre. Oh yeah, so this was like a funny. Yeah, it's it's weird translation this stuff. But uh, okay, whatever. Badisa Levoy. So uh, what 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 was Badisa again? Badisa was is the name of a of a river. Levoy is the name of a of a of a place. I guess there was some the Badisa River in this place called Levoy, Kavre, and they were like draining out the river or something. And then what happens is that then there's like lots of fish 
that get stuck and you can hop them around. So also kuli ama tzud aisukava. So everybody went and I think it was cholamoid. Everybody went and hopped around um, fish. All right. Sharlu rava lemimlach minayu. And Rava said, meaning everybody went, they didn't just hop around one fish, they hopped around a whole bunch of fish. So meaning more than they could have possibly preserved to eat, uh, you know, to preserve and be ready to eat on Cholamoid. And Rava said, yeah, it's no problem. You know, hop around as much fish as you want, preserve them for however long you want, no problem. Amalei Abai, Abai says to Rava, I don't know if I said Rava a minute ago, but we're talking about Rava and Abai over here. So Abayi says to Rav, I don't understand. The Mishnah had said that you're allowed to pickle things that you're going to be able to eat on Cholamoid. But over here, I mean, there's so much fish and you're going to be uh, pickling them for, 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 for long after Cholamoid. So why is that allowed? So Amalei came to Meikar, Adaita Dachila, Aisinu, V'yishavik lehu pazdei kifakmata avid dami. Right? That says, Rava, well look, Let's read that again. Came to Meikara, Adaita Dachila Aisinu. That since initially when they went and hopped the fish, they hopped it because they were they want to, to have fish to eat. Now, the truth is at the same time they also once already they were hopping fish to eat, so they hopped a lot of fish. And then Vishavaklu Pazde. And at that point, once already they hopped a lot of the fish, you know, with the intention initially at least to eat them. But now they have all this other fish that they're not going to be able to get to, and they're going to have to preserve for later. Well, if they don't preserve them, then 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 they're going to become no good. They're going to get they're going to get ruined. So therefore, therefore they become similar to a merchandise that is going to get lost. Right? These fish are going to get spoiled. So then uh, it's permitted to um, salt them at that point because you know you hop the marine um, when it was allowed. Because to eat, but then you you know at the same time you chop the rind more than you needed, but at that point it's gonna get uh, spoiled if you did if you don't uh, pickle it. So therefore you're allowed to, even though it's gonna be for later. Vikadami to those who say that what happened was Sharilu Rava Meitzad that Rava allowed them to chop around the fish Mezel Ice is Isuye Umimlacht and then to go and bring them home and to preserve them to salt them. Omar le Abai Abai says to Rabbi Vaanon Kvoshin Shuyachula Lechomein Kovshon Tanan. But didn't we learn that you can only, uh, um, um, you know, pickle, you know, preserve these uh, fish that you, or these things that you'll be able to eat? But over here, you know, you're you're, you're preserving them, preserving them for later. So Omar le Rabbi says to Abai Hani Nami Misachli Agav Itzotza. Well, even these fish, technically speaking, even if you, you know, salt them on cholamoid, yeah, you're not going to be eating them on cholamoid, but technically you'd be able to press the fish and, and remove the salt and then you would be able to eat the fish. So since technically you can eat the fish, that would be enough. Ki Shmuel, like Shmuel, Avdulei Shisen Itzatzei Ve'achol, that Shmuel, I guess they would take salty fish or something and they would press it 60 times and then you would eat it. All right. Rava Ikla Leverish Galusa, Ua, Rava visited the Exilarch, Avdilei, and they made for him Shisin Itzotze Vaochal. They took, I guess, fish and they pressed it 60 times and he ate it and they enjoyed it very much, I hope. Rav Ikla Levei Bar Shapir, Rav visited Bar Shapir. Aisul Kamayo, they brought in front of them Hau Kavra, 
and they brought in front of uh, in front of them a uh, fish. All right, tilsa bishula tilsa milchava tilsa tavya, and it was one third uh, cooked, one third salted, and one third broiled. All right, that sounds very nice to me. Fish is good. Fish is very nice. Do you guys like eating fish? What's the consensus? Babylon Talmud. Do you guys like fish? Om Rav says Rav. Omli Ada Ada the trapper told me. Kavra that when it comes to fish, The fish are the best right before they go spoiled. Interesting. Interesting. Guys, what do you think? Om Rav and says Rav. Omli Ada Tsayoda says Ada the trapper. Kavra Tavya be so you take fish and you um Tavya we said is to broil it. So you broil it in its brother. Its brother is salt. Because like fish and salt both are sort of inhabit the sea, the water, which is kind of like the father of the fish. Asuke bavua, and then after you broil it in salt, you then put it in cold water. Mechle bivre, and then you eat it with its son, which is like the brine that kind of comes out, or whatever kilu, whatever comes out of the fish as you're cooking it. So eat it with that. Ishte ale avua, and then drink with it its father, i.e., then, and then drink water with it. Alright. it says, Rab, Omli Ada Tsayodas said to me, Ada the, uh, the, uh, trapper, Kavra tachle vichelva, when it comes to, uh, fish, cress, and milk, Liton gufa veloliton puria. After eating fish, cress, or milk, um, exercise. Don't uh, go to sleep right afterwards. Vamali rav, vamurav, and says rav. Vamali adat sayoda told me adat the trapper. Kavra tachli vichelva. When it comes to fish, cress, and milk, maya veloshichra. Drink water afterwards, not beer. Shichra velochamira. Drink beer after it rather than wine. Kilu, there's like a hierarchy. The best thing to drink after fish, cress, and, uh, and, and milk is, um, is uh, water. But uh, if you don't have water, so then prefer beer rather than wine. Um, all right. Sounds good to me. Let me tell you. So we'll come back to you. All right, well, that's the first parak of Moed Kotin. That was pretty cool. All right, moving on to the second parak of Masechta Moed Kotin. Mishava Chazesav. Okay, Ve'iro Abel. So you have a fellow. He harvested olives. He put his olives on the olive press, and he didn't manage to actually extract any oil from the olives. Ve'iro Abel. And he, and, and, um, um, somebody passed away who he had, who had to mourn for. So the question is, what happens to the olives? Can you press the olives or do you have to leave the olives till after the morning? Oh, ones, oh, or, or we're not talking about uh, morning anymore. We're talking about it's right before Cholamoid. It's right before the festival and something came up, right? He had his olives. He put them in the olive press, didn't have a chance to uh, press them yet to extract the oil. And something came up that preventing him, prevented him from doing so. Or he had workers who were meant to come and, and do the work and they stood him up. So what does he do? It's, you know, it's, it's now Cholamoid and he's got these olives to press. For whatever reason, he wasn't able to press them before the festival. So what does he do? So, So Rabbi Yehuda says, 
that you can sort of do the, fir the first initial extraction. You could do the initial extraction of the oil um, on, on, on Cholomoid, and then you leave the rest of it until after the festival. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yossi says, no, you could do whatever you want. Right? You can pour it, you can complete it, you can seal it normally. You know, there, there, there aren't any restrictions over um, there aren't any restrictions over here. Pasach Bevel Vasim Bamoid. In fact, Gemara, one second. One second. One second. Gemara says, one second, one second, one second. The Mishnah started talking about mourning, and then before it even like told us what the Allah is by mourning, it starts talking about Cholamoid. Right? If you notice in the Mishnah, it says, Mishafa Gazesa Vero Evel. It's a cliffhanger. It says, Right, somebody took the olives, he had harvested olives, he put them on the, on the olive press, and then he became a mourner. Oh, we start talking about cholamoid. Oh, if it was before cholamoid, something came up, he couldn't do it, and then he got stood up by workers, what can he do? So Rebuta says he could do the first, uh, uh pass, and Rebiosi says he could, he could do whatever he wants. That, okay, that's all fine by cholamoid, but what, what, what do we end up saying about mourning? So So we start talking about mourning and then we just jump into into the festival, into Cholamoid. So it says of that yeah, what's this saying? It's saying that these things that are allowed on Cholamoid, right? Namely, we're saying that on Cholamoid he would be, Rebuda says you could do sort of the first, the initial press. Rebuda says you could do whatever you want. Um, that's specifically on Cholamoid. Again, things that are permitted on Cholamoid, are forbidden to a mourner. So the way that Rav Shishabre understands the Mishnah is that we're saying, yeah, only Cholamoid would be allowed, but mourning, none of these things would be allowed. Ravashi Omar, Ravashi disagrees, and he says, what our Mishnah is saying is not only this, but even this. Certainly, when he's a mourner, certainly when he's a mourner, that um, uh, mourning is, you know, the alachas of, of, of Avelis, of mourning, are midrabonun. And we're saying, and according to Ravashi, you're allowed to do these, um, you know, to, 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 to do that, at least that first press of the olives. But not only by mourning, which is Midrabanan, but even by Cholamoid, which we're talking about, the, you know, a festival, which is Midraisa, even there, we would say that you're allowed to, um, you know, uh, extract the oil in order to um, prevent any kind of, um, of loss, any kind of hefseid. And therefore, even Rabbi Yudah says you can at least do the first press, whereas Rabbi Yossi says you can do whatever you want. Says the Gemara, Tanya Kavosit of Shishabri Davidi, we have a Brisa supporting Rav Shishabri Davidi, who says that in, uh, that a mourner is not permitted to um, uh, extract any of the oil. Says the Brisa, These are the things that we do for a mourner while he is mourning. But he may not do himself. Zesav afuchin tuanin lo. If he's got his olives on the uh, olive press, so we can extract the oil for him. Vichadu laguf, 
as well as if he has a pitcher that you need to seal, or if he has flax that he needs to remove from whatever it's soaking and being, you know, processing and soaking in, and to remove his wool from the um, dyer's vat, and we can um, sort of apply water to his field for him, when it is his uh, turn to do it. Apparently they would take turns uh, who would sort of have to apply water to the fields. So if it's his turn, so we do it for him. Says also if he has a field that has been plowed and is ready to be seeded or he's got a um, field that is ready for um, flax, right? It's the time, it's flax planting season. It's the time to plant the flax. So he would be able to, right? So other people would be able to plant for him. Amrlo, they said to Abiyuda, Imlo tizra bibachir, tizra ba'afel. They said to Abiyuda, why do you need other people to plant for him? When it comes to the uh, plowed field, so maybe he won't be able to plant the early crops, but let him wait a week and then he can plant late, the later crops. In the tizra pishton, tizra miminacher. And when it comes to planting the flax, that right now is the time to plant the flax. So if he, if, if he doesn't plant it now, so at least he'll be able to plant it, uh, you know, plant something else in, 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 in a week from now. If he's got his olives that need to be pressed and he's the only one who can do it, or he's got his pitcher that he needs to seal and he's the only one who can do it, or he's got um, flax that he's got to take out of whatever it's soaking in, or he's got um, wool that he's got to take out of the dyer's vat, and, and he's the only person who can do it, can just, he could do it sort of quietly. Okay? No fanfare. More so says of Shimon If he was somebody who was needed for like the public, that people need him. Visapar, Uvalan, Larabim. Or if he was like a, a hair cutter, or if he worked at the bathhouse and people need him. And now it's the, um, you know, the festivals are coming up and the public people, right? People need air because people need to um, uh, go to the bathhouse or do other things. And, you know, this is, um, you know, he, he's the person who, 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 that's his job, right? He's the person who's able to enable these things. So, I mean, there's two aspects over here. One is that it's Tzorke Rabin. One is that he's able to, you know, it's, it's in the needs of the public. And the other is that um, this is a, a, a very lucrative time, right? This is, you know, this is a big Parnassa time for him. So therefore, Vensham Uman Elahu, he's the only one who could do it. So Yaise, so then he would be able to do these things. So now we start getting into interesting arrangements. Um, this is kind of interesting. This is not super subtle, but a little bit subtle. But different kinds of arrangements that people, employment arrangements, and what the nafkaminas are for mourners. So Ha'arisin, an Aris is a sharecropper that uh, they, right, that they work the land. And they can, um, they, what are they, they, they hop, what are they, they hop around, I think, a, a percentage of the land. I, I don't forget if they hop around a percentage of the land or they give a percentage of the land away. 
I can't remember. I think maybe they, I think maybe they, they, they give away a certain amount. So like they, you know, work the field on somebody else's field and then they kind of have to give some of it to, to the, to the owner of the field. And the way that this one works is that there's like a flat kind of amount. So also it's like not their land, it's somebody else's land. And they, rather than like a percentage, it's that, um, you know, a flat amount they have to give to the owner of the field, right? So, you know, if they produce less than that, so then, then, um, you know, they get to take home nothing, everything goes to the owner. But if they produce more than that, so they give sort of the, 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 the initial amount to the owner, but then every, all, all, every, everything in addition to that goes to that, you know, they, they can keep the or if they're just employees, right? They're hired to work the, to work the land with you know, regardless of how much it produces. So in this case, other people can do the work for them. So because in this case, the, right, it's not just them, right? It's not like they run their own business where, um, you, you know, if they work, they make money. If they don't work, they don't make money. Here, there's actually other people involved, right? Like the sharecropper kind of arrangement, meaning if he doesn't do any work, so then the owner of the field isn't going to be, 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 be gaining anything, right? Or if he's an employee also, if he doesn't show up to work, so the owner loses out. So in these cases where it just, it's not just him who, you know, is, 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 would, would gain from his work, but rather there's an employer or an owner of the field who is sort of counting on his work. So other people would be able to do the work for him in that case. But if you have a fellow who owns his own business, Right, he he rents out donkeys, he rents out camels, he rents out um, um, boats. Hare elu lo yaisu. So they would not be able to work in, in any capacity uh, while they are in mourning because um, you know they're the only ones who, who who stand to gain or to lose, and therefore they should just you know let it be while they are in mourning. Leave it alone. Do not be occupied, preoccupied with that. However, if they were like, um, you know, um, um, you know, in the middle, of, like they were in the middle of like a contract, right? So let's say it's like a donkey driver or something, and he already was like mid-contract with somebody that he was gonna like, you know, ride donkeys for him. So then that person's kind of counting on him uh, and his contract. So then also, um, so then you would be able to um, do that. Meaning in this case, they would even be able to be able to do the work themselves, right? If like they were a donkey driver and somebody specifically hired them and then somebody passed away, they would be able to continue to do that because the person specifically hired that, right? They wanted them to drive them, right? Them to be specifically them to be in charge, you know, to take responsibility. So therefore they would be able to do it even themselves, um, as mourners. Um, fine. Where am I? Um, okay. I feel a bit, where am I? Fine. It's clear, yo. If you have a fellow, who is a, um, you know, a, a day, a day worker. So even in a different city, he should not, um, do it, right? So meaning, if he was like a, uh, day worker and he was in a different city and he finds that, finds out that uh, somebody in his family passed away, he should just go home immediately. He shouldn't continue, uh, working even if he's in a different city where they don't necessarily know him or that somebody passed away. Still, if he's a day worker, he should just, you know, go home immediately. If, uh, if he had like somebody else's work with him and there was like no deadline or anything like that, right? Um, so, even though 
he is uh, just being paid like piecemeal, right? So he's got, I don't know, garments, let's say, that he has to sew or something, and there's no deadline on it, just however much he does, he'll get paid. So, lo yaisa, he shouldn't do it. So now the Gemara says, one second, afal pisha bikiboles. So the Gemara says, one second, it's a little bit technical, but meaning we're saying, even though he's being paid piecemeal and there's no deadline, so so we're saying that he shouldn't do it, and the implication being what? Implying and certainly you shouldn't do it when it um, when, when when it's not kind of piecemeal. So if it's not a piecemeal contract, so then what is it? That I guess like there's like some kind of deadline or something, and then we're saying that he wouldn't be allowed to do it. So the Gemara says, Adraba Kibolis Kidide Dami. The Gemara says, okay, no. What what does it mean that even though it's piecemeal, he's not allowed to do it? Meaning because it's piecemeal, he's not allowed to do it. Because when it's piecemeal, when 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 he can right, there's no deadline, and he can just you know he gets paid for whatever he does. Well, then it's as if it's like his, and he should just leave it alone and can pick up where he left off after he's no longer mourning. So Now, what it means is whether he's being paid piecemeal without a deadline, or whether whether I guess maybe there is some kind of a deadline. He still shouldn't. Um, he still shouldn't be doing it when he's a mourner, because even if there's some kind of time constraint on it, he should, you know, he could still maybe, you know, say like, "Look, somebody passed away. Maybe we can kind of push this off a little bit." All right, fine. If if his work was in the hands of others, if it's beveso, if it's in his house, if it's in his house, then he shouldn't have people doing work for him in his house. Because he's mourning, but if it's in somebody else's house and other people are have the work, you know, are doing the work for him, so then um, it could be okay. Marion Bray the Rovin, Umar Bray Dravacha Bray Dravo. So Marion the son of Rovin and Umar Bray Dravacha the son of Rovo. Habuleu Gamla the Sorabadi So they jointly owned a pair of um, of 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 oxen. Okay, great. Isra Bay Milsa. Now the thing is that somebody passed away in his family, and therefore ufaske So therefore he wasn't, you know, he kind of wasn't allowing his um, 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 ox to be um, used, right? Because he figured he's a mourner. He shouldn't be, you know, he shouldn't be. His, his ox should be off limits. Amravashi. So says Ravashi, Gavarabu Kimabre Dravacha Ovidachi. Why is such a great person like Mabre Dravacha doing this? Um Nihid Lifseida Dide Lo Chaish Adachirim Lo Chaish. So granted, maybe you know he's not you know he's a mourner, so so he's so the fact that he's losing out right now and is he's unable to use his cow right now, his ox right now. So He's kind of not paying attention to that because he's mourning. But what about the fact that um, that um, Marion Braderovin is now losing out because um, Mar Braderovacha Braderova's ox is now not being used? So But we had said before that if the ox was you know already rented out to somebody else, so then that's okay. Whereas I keep on forgetting this guy's name. Mar Braid Rav Acha Braid Rava 
felt that, yeah, but when it comes to an Adam Gadol, when it comes to a great person, it's different, an Adam Chashuv, somebody important, so it's different, and, you know, his, his ox should not be used at all, and that's why he was kind of off limits, even though it kind of had, I guess, ne- negative ramifications for um, uh, Miriam Braid the Robin. All right. Interesting. There's like different kind of cases where, yeah, I guess there's different afgaminas in terms of how work can and can't be done when a fellow is in mourning. Pretty interesting. Anyways, friends, that was Daf Yudal Masechtamoid Cotton. So we, 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 we concluded the first paragraph of Masechtamoid Cotton. We talked about making um, um, fences and fixing uh, ovens and things. And yeah, if you do it in kind of a temporary way, then that's okay. Then we started the second, the uh, second pair of moid kain. Uh, very interesting. We talked about, you know, what what happens if a fellow is a mourner or if it becomes cholamoid, and there's like, you know, there's there's kind of work that needs to be done. So if there's olives on the olive press, so it says of Yehuda that you're allowed to sort of do the first extraction of the uh, oil. Rabbi Yossi says you could do whatever extractions of oil you need. And the Gemara says, but what about when it comes to mourners? That when it comes to mourners, um, you know, when it came to Cholamoid, so we said, okay, there's a machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi. What about when it comes to mourners? So we had a machlokas between Rav Shishabrei Dravidi and Rav Ashi. It says Rav Shishabrei Dravidi that, yeah, when it comes to Cholamoid, you're allowed to, you know, there's machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi. But when it comes to mourning, you would not be allowed, um, you would not be allowed to, you know, do extract any of the oil. Whereas um, Ravashi disagrees, and he says that no, meaning mourning is midrabbanon. So certainly you'd be allowed to do these things. And the chiddush is that even by cholamod, which is midoraisa, that it's yomtiv, that it's a festival, still you're allowed to. Right, this is machlokas between Reb Yehuda and Reb Yossi about how to extract the oil. And then at the end we talked about different, you know, when it comes to mourning, different sort of contexts in which you may or may not be able to do work uh, right yourself, right? You could do work yourself, for example, if you were hired out as like a camel driver or a donkey driver, so somebody sort of hired you specifically. If somebody passes away, you'd be allowed to continue to do the work. We said that if you're like a sharecropper or an employee, somebody who, an employer or, or an owner of a property is counting on you to be doing work, then other people could do work for you. But if you're sort of a small, uh, you, you know, you know, your own, you know, sort of a small business owner, somebody who owns their own business, so then um, you should not be doing any, any work at all because really it only, you're the only one who gains or loses and, and when you're in mourning, you shouldn't be doing that. So uh, you shouldn't be preoccupied with that. So anyways, that was that for you to Aleph, Masechta, Moed Cotton. Hope you enjoyed. Peace out.